0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Society 13 Podcast Network. Redefining podcasts. Society-13.com I like to listen. You want to see something really scary? You
1: bet. Music, horror, art, politics, and overall badass. Welcome to Kettle, Whistle, Radio, For Real, on Society 13 Networks.
2: They're coming to get you, Barbara.
1: Stop it! You're ignorant! Look!
2: There comes one of them now!
3: friends and Beans. how about that yeah queuing up the song by therapy a band i didn't even know existed anymore and boy did i miss out therapy uh how did you find this the new album
2: yeah they have a new album out called cleave and uh i've been listening to them since probably 1993 maybe nice and uh they've just gotten better they're like a fine wine better with age more aggressive, I, really better riffs, you know, a lot like Prong, yes. you know, if you're familiar with that band.
3: Yeah, and I think people should know by now. I'm a huge Prong fan. Tommy Victor is an awesome dude. I met several times now. Um, but yeah, so that's therapy for you folks. The last time I heard them, I believe was on the South Park soundtrack with Ozzy. Didn't they do that bit with Ozzy? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Therapy! Or is that just the song? It was the song, not them. They did a song
2: on uh, one of the uh, Nativity in Black with Ozzy. That's what it sang. was.
3: I'm thinking of, yeah. I'm, I was thinking of Mike Muir and the, uh, oh, the all-star band. Uh, oh, Mike Muir from Suicidal yeah, Tendencies. Yeah, when he got together with... In Fictious. Guru Fictious. Guru Fictious. With Stephen Perkins and, uh, they did, and Mike Trujillo. Fictious. guru Fictious. guru Um and they did, um, oh gosh, I'm killing myself right now. I can't Robert remember. Robert Trujillo. Robert Trujillo, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, uh, is everything cool here now? Very fucking cool. So,
3: so. Oh boy, it's going to hit me. I have their stuff on cassette. That's how long ago it was. It was like an all-star band. And I'll think of it by the end of the show. And right now people are going to be cursing my name. And I'm okay with that too. Because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I am tired. Why am I
2: tired, Sean? Because you were at living dead weekend in evan city pa celebrating the 50th anniversary of night of the living dead
3: yeah and george romero who we just lost his wife was there she was nice There was a nice send-off at the end too and i mean it was in honor of george romero of course the whole deal uh, that they do in evan city pa every year but um and my buddy john russo was there too of course uh, judith o'day Russ Schreiner, uh, that's you know, Barbara, of course, and it was Judith O'Day. I met Judy this time, who was the teenager at the time, the girlfriend to the, the dude with the truck. Um, and she was very sweet, very nice. You may hear her on these airwaves at some point. I'm not sure. I can't make any guarantees. <laughs> uh, can't, can't make a guarantee with Hollywood, you know? What can you do? But there was a lot going on, and they, they did a balloon thing at the end where they had a bunch of black balloons and dedicated it to this guy named Steve, who I guess was a regular there. I'm gonna get a scoop on that because we found out late. We were, we we're packing up our stuff, and they did this. You know, everybody got together and released balloons, and they said in honor of him, he, it was his birthday in the next two weeks, and he loved coming to the festival, and that was really nice. Yeah, uh, really nice. But we had fun with Christine Soltis, who another author friend, and you met a ton of people. I, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I met a lot of people today. Yeah, a lot. I mean, list. it happens like that. I have a list of people to send free comic books. That happens if you contact me. Um, They're getting the four digitized versions of WZWA, World Zombie Wrestling Association. And for those of you that don't know, that was the first time I kind of got published. Well, I did get published with uh, John Towers, and uh, he was the artist. He's a wrestler. And um, it is Planet of the Apes um, meets Buck Rogers uh, meets Zombies. So it's comedic, and I can send you guys copies if anybody hits me up. They're free uh, because they are no longer in print. But, yeah, that, that's a fun ride. So I was supporting myself with that one. But, yeah, so it was nice to hear a therapy song. That was really cool. I can't believe there's still a band. I'm very happy about that. And um, also, too, uh, came across a band yesterday when you were not present.
2: What are they called? Yeah, I'm looking to see what the name of the band is here. It's uh, Mark Statler and his Creepy Classic Chiller Band.
3: I Kinda- met the guys. Yeah, I met them there. And they were just really cool dudes. And they, they um, met, I guess they I'm not sure if it was Gary Striner? I believe it was um, One of the Night of the Living Dead folks Gave them the rights to use samples from the movie Yes, which is, that's key. That's key that's And it's a fun little rockabilly Diddy, uh, diddy um, album, I guess That's not an EP Is there six songs? What is there? What's on there's that? six songs and then there's a bonus track yeah, It's still an EP Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah pretty much
3: yeah, you're going to hear them in a little bit here. We, But it was definitely an eventful weekend. Literally just came to an end. We literally just got back from Evan City. And, I mean, I still have the dust of other people on me right now. Uh, wash the hands. Lots of handshaking, you know. I'm not <laughs> a germaphobe, but, you, you know, wants to wants to do that. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. So, I don't know. What's new in your world these days? I know an uh, upcoming show, uh, i got to tell you, for everybody, uh, we're going to have... Um, Katie McGuire from the movie All Hallows Eve and Terrifier very soon. but definitely will air before Halloween. And she's from Long Island, like myself, and that's kind of how we hooked up. And she has she's producing a new show. She's very busy with a commercial she's working on in Miami at that right now as we speak. But um, I'll be talking to her soon, and you guys will definitely hear from her. And that movie, Terrifier, is uh, true to form because Sean couldn't get through it.
2: Oh, man. I got about maybe ten minutes into it, and I had to shut it off. It was just, if if you're familiar with like um, the scene in the Walking Dead series, where, um, I mean, it's been out for a while now, so people should know about this. But when when Glenn ends up leaving the show, uh, uh, by Negan's hand, how brutal that episode was! And just it was, the scene that she's in in Terrifier was just that brutal. Probably a lot more and uh, shocking. Yeah, it yeah. Is. It was very, very intense, and I was like, yeah, I'm just not in. The, it's late at night. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm probably not really gonna stay up late. I'm gonna go to bed soon. And this is a
3: little bit much. It so. is. It's intense. Uh, filmed by Damien Leone, and he did the, uh, the the All Hallows Eve trilogy. The third one's coming out. Yeah, he's pretty intense, and his character Art the Clown was in there, and they gave him his own movie, Terrifier. And I actually love the thing. The reason I'm, I'm not saying Sean didn't like it. Uh, you're terrified massively
2: terrified of clowns (laughs) yeah
3: yeah and this one uh they definitely they made their mark they even did i think they scored like 87 on rotten tomatoes 87 percent so yeah low budget but man it's on netflix you know so they they definitely uh, they got under somebody's nose and radar Uh,
2: one time i was in um, new jersey at a state fair i was working in the summer out there at this uh, place called kids corporation and um it was a, like a summer work program uh, through St. Vincent College that my buddy was attending at the time. Well, anyways, we're at the State Fair, and I'm walking through the crowd, and it's almost like the parting of the sea, <laughs> and there's this old man dressed as a clown. <laughs> I literally turned around and sprinted away from this guy. I was... How two, old were you? 97, so I would have been like 19 or 20. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a little different. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I, ha- I was, when I was younger, I was afraid. Then I learned to embrace them. And nobody could figure out why I was afraid of clowns. Oh, I and know why I am. I literally, I did a runaway situation. We were at Jones Beach on Long Island. And these clowns came up to me to give me candy. And it was a festival situation by the beach. And I ran. My poor grandparents had to catch up with me. And I didn't want, I wasn't going to have it. And it, it's Slippery Rock, far from Long Island. I was at the homecoming parade, same, around the same age, between, between six and eight, and a clown threw a thing of jelly beans at me, and I just <laughs> I ran from the jelly beans, like, uh. and uh, the worst case happened before all of this, and I have very vague memory, but my parents always remind me, I think I was five, and they had front row seats at the uh, Coliseum on Long Island for uh, Ringling Brothers. And I, when the clowns came, they came right up to me, and my dad was like, no, 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 we don't like clowns. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, you met my dad today. Yeah. Yeah, Don. Well, he um, he proceeded to tell them no. They still came up to me. I jumped out of my seat. Now, you think about these seats. They're on the ground level of the circus. And I ran down the ramp and out of the Coliseum. My dad found me in the parking lot. That's how quick I ran. Oh. And I have visions of running through that tunnel and getting out of the building into the parking lot to freedom, you know? <laughs> Well, my, my mom, I don't know why, but when I was growing up, she had this clown
2: picture hanging on the wall outside of my bedroom. My brother, my younger brother Jeremy and I shared a bedroom, you know, when we were really young. And no matter where you were in the room, this the eyes of this clown were like staring at you, like just drilling into you. And it was the most horrifying. My, they actually gave it to me, I, I can't remember if, if it's when I turned 30 or maybe it was christmas or i don't know it was some something like that that they they actually wrapped it up and they brought it and they gave it to me and like (laughs) i made them like take it away because it was just
3: (laughs) they wrapped it up bad bad memories memories. fantastic (laughs) i have done such things well you you
2: know what we did really funny one year for my daughter and this is off topic but (laughs) (laughs) they bought my uh, stepdaughter a uh for real it was like this life-size not a life-size but it was like a large kid-size toy that you could interact with that they bought at Walmart it oh. was it was one of those like for real pets but it was a horse so <laughs> its head would move and it would make sounds and stuff well i don't know what they were thinking but they wrapped <laughs> the body and the head separately <laughs> And she, I forget which box she opened first, but she opened, she opened the body of the head first and it was like, she saw a ghost. It was like, she went sheet white and it was like, oh my God, it was, it was really funny. I mean, we all got a kick out of it, but she wasn't amused.
3: Well, well, <laughs> did, they think she, did she think it was a dead horse? Or I don't
2: know what she thought, but it was, it was really funny. But later that night, she actually, we, we had obviously put it together and put batteries in it and all that stuff. And. At the top of our stairwell, she got on this thing and she tried to ride it down the steps. Oh my God! And it was luckily she didn't get hurt, but I mean, oh, it, was, oh, it was it was it was awful. Well, then later that night, of course, I stay up late, and you know, I, my wife goes to bed, and the kid goes to bed, and I stay up watching. I'm still trying to figure her go
3: down the stairs on the horse. That's, good. That's, good. That's
2: uh, good. She like rode the whole thing the whole way down the steps and <laughs> didn't fall off, didn't get hurt or anything, but later that night i went to go to bed and all the lights were out upstairs of course i'm heading to the bedroom and this thing like it was still turned on and it like lurched its head and made this oh noise and i like jumped out of my skin <laughs>
3: but yeah well, that's gonna be worse. is this thing still around i'd like to see it <laughs>
2: yeah actually actually it is, it's, it is? <laughs> it's at my in-laws house um so as amber got older and grew out of that um my uh my wife's uh, younger sister, her uh, her uh, nieces, well, the sister's daughters, that sort of made its way to them. So oh, they, okay. they oh, so
3: they, yeah. still in the family. Yeah. So you can go visit. Yeah, that's funny. You bring <laughs> you bring that up. Um, yeah, it's like a, a foster child. You can go visit. Um, my a buddy of mine bought. Uh, he actually at, requested it. I had a copy of the the Blair Witch Project, the original on VHS, plus the uh, additional cassette. For the um what was it the blairsville seven i guess the burkittsville seven burkittsville which about 7. the kids but the, the the kids you know the documentary on the missing kids and you know, i he, he paid me ten bucks for this and um it's a it's a cassette, video cassette but i didn't know this i was a huge fan i like blair Witch. i liked it and i even like the second one everybody hates i you know i, I like joe berlinger as a, uh, as a director but so he bought this and i was like so what, what's with the vhs your, your wife says you, you don't even have vcr anymore He's like, I have a Blair Witch sanctuary um, in my basement where I have all the, say, his posters signed and, and I guess, I, I don't know, some maybe a toy. I think there's a Blair Witch action figure at some point. You know, like uh, what it should have looked like, even though we don't know.
2: Did you see the, the newer Blair Witch movie that came out? Like, I hated it. Like two years ago? I hated it.
3: Yeah. I thought it was just people screaming in the dark at yeah. nothing. And nothing happens. Like, nothing good. Like, nothing. I there's no redeeming value to watch that movie. There was a couple shock scenes in it. But, Maybe I need but to watch other than it again. That, it was like, should I watch again to see if I missed anything? Because I, I felt like I really just wasted my time. No, I don't think you did. Okay. Now, I, I, you
2: know what? You know what? I thought that was uh, probably better. And in a similar vein, was that movie, The Ritual on Netflix? That was good. The Movie wasn't bad. Right. It, it was, was good. Movie.
3: It was good. The I, the creature was very different. Yeah. Um, you kind of know five to ten minutes into where they're going with it, but it's a different approach on it. And I don't want to give anything away because it's it's really popular on Netflix. A lot of my friends are watching it and asking me if I've seen it. And if people haven't seen it, watch The Ritual on Netflix. I I give that a a big thumbs up. Um, Speaking of uh, comic books, I wanted to throw this in here a few episodes ago. I I went to Free Comic Book Day back in spring, I guess I was. I forget when that is. (laughs) And um, I got a comic book that I fell in love with. And the people out here out there are going to know this right away, but it's called Outcast. Okay, and I got it as a freebie, issue one. And I was so happy because I, I know it's a reprint, but I was like, hey, I'm right on board and I love the comic. And little did I know, that's Kirkman, the Walking Dead people. Is that outcast <laughs> the like the series that's on Cinemax? It is a series on Cinemax that mm. I can't watch because I don't get Cinemax, but I eventually will. I saw the first season, though. Yeah, I saw, how oh. I saw that. I saw that, but yes, um, I did see it and I loved it and now I can't see the next season I, it's just but uh, it's so good and a little I thought I was on board there are 50 issues in at this point hmm. and, the sh- and the show is now going on it's second season ending it's second season I yeah I
2: think so think good I saw like maybe the first like four or five episodes it's of the so first season bad. and then we got rid of Comcast or we got rid of um, excuse me um, Cinemax that's what happened
3: whatever. yeah I had a free I think that's what it was I had a free uh, month or whatever like a preview was or whatever and yeah
2: we had uh, I was watching um uh ash versus evil dead too i saw the first uh season and then i saw maybe part of the second season and then i i found out recently that they're actually on netflix yes they they have them so i started watching it again
3: i enjoyed that i like the cast i like that they keep a campy humor about it yeah but it's <laughs> there, there's more buckets of blood in that show. Yeah, that's... One single episode. There's more blood. I think they were out to spill as much blood as possible. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, they do. <laughs> and boy, do they. And it's it's worth, it's so funny. Speaking it, of that good. and
2: remakes, what did you think of the
3: Evil Dead remake? When that came I enjoyed out? that. That was scary. Yeah, it was It was pretty, pretty freaky. That was good for the fans. They made it for the fans. I, I didn't need it, but it was there and I watched it. And boy, I, I liked it. There's some scenes that still stick in my head. Yeah. and really good um, outcast is like that too you just, just can't
2: beat bruce campbell though he's terrific
3: right, right yeah and it's just good and as a matter of fact the dichotomy we're talking about here outcast is a completely different um show because they're it's all serious mm-hmm. the lee character there's nothing funny about him two characters angry reverend guy and and of course you follow the, the dude that is has been in the boat before and now he's a an exorcist of sorts and it's about a, demons taking over this town, but it could be more well-spread than that, I think. I think it's my. I don't know if that's worldwide, but so far they're just sticking to their town, relieving mm-hmm. people of uh, exercising people. Very good. Sh- good comic book, good show. I like that. I, I, we don't talk enough comics lately, and that's why I'm talking about WZWA. If people want copies, hit me up, um, and I'll send you four free digital copies. But any other com- Daredevil I talk about, too. After 600, there's a really... It was such a great uh revamping of daredevil now like uh i mentioned kingpin is now the mayor of new york and uh of course murdoch is um is working for him with him and he of course he knows who kingpin is but he doesn't know who matt Mur- Mur- murdoch is and it's really cool and it, it, it's just it makes for such great great storyline i can't really give anything away but there's definitely some oh yeah you're picking up some comments the, that's the uh, battlestar galactica series and the final Jessica Jones, issue 18, right there. I really enjoyed that. For a final issue, is very clever. Very clever. Hmm. I highly recommend that one. Highly.
2: Do you like those shows on Netflix? Uh,
3: I Yes. I loved um, Daredevil is the best. Punisher is great. Jessica Jones is good. Luke Cage, I can't finish, and I didn't start Iron Fist. So people tell me to give it a shot.
2: Yeah, I, I got through um, first season of Luke Cage. I liked it. Um, I think there's a second season. I don't mm-hmm. even think I got to that. Jessica Jones, I thought, was really good. Iron I Fist, I didn't watch, and um, yeah. um, Daredevil. I got partway through it, and I just... Oh, I loved it. Other things drew my attention, I think.
3: Finish <laughs> that one, go to the second season, watch, yeah. then watch Defenders, where they all come together, mm-hmm. and you get Elektra in the mix. Okay. And she's a great Elektra. She's fantastic as Elektra. Um, well, let's let's play a song now. I think it's about that time. Um, what are we hitting off of this? What are they called again? We got... Yeah, this is uh
2: Mark Statler and his creepy classic chiller band and I think we're playing the first track they're coming to get you.
3: Okay. All right. And this is literally this is a fresh CD. I picked up yesterday. They actually gave it to me when they came to my uh my tent at the convention in Evan City and I I said, "Listen, if you, I, they played it off their phone." I was like, "Do you have CDs? Cuz I like CDs still." You know, I, and and there it is. Really nice packaging. And it just looks cool, you know? And, and, they and well, folks, if you like rockabilly, let's give it a shot. We'll give that a whirl.
2: They're coming to get you, Barbara.
1: Stop it. You're ignorant. Look, there comes one of them now. When there's no... The dead will walk the earth Yeah, they're all messed up Can't keep them in the dirt Johnny's being ignorant Barbara's really scared She tells him to stop it But he doesn't really care Johnny says they're coming Look, there comes one now they're coming to get you, Barbara They're gonna get you and high. Johnny says they're coming Look, there comes one now They're coming to get you, Barbara They're gonna get you They're gonna get you Just trying to survive held up in a farmhouse learning fast how to pray there's an outbreak going on no one knows what to do the ghouls are multiplying and they're coming after you johnny says they're coming look there comes one now They're coming to get you, Barbara They're going to get you in high Johnny says they're coming Look, there comes one now They're coming to get you, Barbara They're going to get you, they're going to get you
3: moving chief?
1: Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up.
2: I'm not afraid of the dark, but
1: you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen.
0: With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Available on Amazon in traditional print and e Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work.
3: Hey guys, this is Ty Oliver from Power Man 5000 and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Alright folks, that was They're Coming to Get You by Mark Stadler and his creepy classic Chiller band, let me know what you think. They're locals in the Pittsburgh area. What do you think of that? You like it, right? Where are you at?
2: Well, it's definitely kind at, of rock? it's definitely it's definitely kind of rockabilly, but it's kind of um, it's kind of got that sort of Johnny Cash sort of vocal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got that kind of
3: vibe. And uh, if they didn't like what I said, I'm sure they'll let me know. But, uh, yeah, it, good stuff by them. And you're going to hear another one later on today – no, in this show today. Yeah, you know, like you're hanging out with us here. Oh, my God. But talk about crazy people at the shows. Um, <laughs> it's good. Uh, we, we I ran into a lot of cool people, and Christine Soltis, again, horror author, folks, brings up uh, – brought up a really funny term, and she calls them uh, lurkers. Mm. And these are people that stand by your table. And I don't mean friends. Friends are always welcome. And I love it, especially the ones that bring me beer or whatever. You know, good guys and girls. But she's got a crew that kind of linger. And she gets so mad because they don't really pr- promote sales. Right. <laughs> and so she like will leave the tent for a while and go find something to do or something to eat what the hell kind of ice cream did she get? I don't even know where she finds ice cream at a convention got, like that. She got like, I don't know, it was like a peanut butter ice cream or something she had to I make. I don't even know. But yeah, next to, we had the mac and cheese tent next to us, and those guys packed up early, and yeah, I'm not happy about but that. But she gets fed up, and she starts poking
2: like, like...
3: She gets mad at the lurkers, man. Don't hurt her sales. I mean, if anything, she got mad at me uh, because these people were talking to me for a while and bought my stuff. She's like, hey, you didn't nudge them my way. (laughs) I'm like, well, I didn't know. You know, I was talking to them. I just lost my train. I thought usually we feed off each other and give each other, you know, Mm -hmm. some, uh, well, you know, clients, if you want to call them that. But I call them friends. And uh, just, you know, and sometimes they come back and, um, They'll look at her stuff, too, or vice versa. Sometimes there are people there just to see her, but she <laughs> she was a little late to the game, and she knows about that. So, <laughs> anyway, I wanted to ask you what you thought about this. We haven't talked about Motley Crue The Dirt coming out, the film. Um, I read the book, and for me, it's the Bible for wannabe rock stars. It has everything you want. Um, it's like... You you, It's almost like uh, if you want to make it as a human being, do not heed the words in this book because they, <laughs> they were awful, man. I You feel hungover the whole time you're reading it. You feel sick to your stomach the whole time you're reading it. And at the same time, they're all alive, knock on wood. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the movie. I don't know if you're a Motley Crue fan. I'm not. I was a big fan of the first two. I even like... Well, you know what? I like Theater of Pain also. I, mean, I get a lot of shit for that, but... Dr. Feelgood was kind of too polished at that time for me, and I didn't want to hear without you ever again.
2: Theater of Pain, I I kind of started... So, like, back in, like, that time frame would have been, like, what? Like, around, like, 86, maybe? So my musical taste kind of changed pretty drastically pretty fast because, you know, I, I kind of... There were some friends of mine that were listening to stuff like that. You know, I think maybe I had a cassette copy of Theater of Pain, but um Me too, me too. I got into like um, Beastie Boys really or cool. like my grandma actually bought me the first Beastie Boys album for like my like it was like
3: nineteen eighty six. Don't say whatever. License to ill. My grandmother bought me mine too. Yeah. She called them the Beastly Boys. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, she, my
2: God. I don't know why, but she just bought me that. Like that and somebody else for that same birthday year I think bought me Bon Jovi, <gasps> Slippery When Wet.
3: Oh, luckily my sister <laughs> got that one. Somebody made the, the mistake of buying me Fahrenheit, whatever the hell it is, Bon Jovi. Not even the good Bon Jovi, and I gave it to my sister. I couldn't handle that. That It was too much for me.
2: Around that time, I mean, the Beastie Boys really kind of changed my musical landscape, so to speak, because it was like right after that I got into like Faith No More. Of course. You know, um, and then progressively, you know, into things like, um, you know, Nine Inch Nails, and, and, you know, just from there it just skyrocketed. But, um, you know, prior to that I was listening, if I wasn't listening to like, oldies with my parents or, you know, maybe a cousin or somebody had like a Depeche Mode tape or whatever, or, or, um, you know, it was Def Leppard, yeah, Guns N' Roses, guilty. you know, all that stuff.
3: Yeah, it's good stuff, though. Yeah. Um, shout out to Grandma Laura for buying me the Beastly Boys License to Ill. <laughs> and then I had to go back and get their uh the, the punk stuff, too. But she bought me that. I, for Christmas, I guess my mother tipped her off. That's the only thing I can think of. Also, that, I think the same year or the year after, she bought me Bang Tango. Do you remember them? Glam Band. <laughs> no, I don't think I knew them. The that bass player's name was Kyle Kyle.
2: Kyle Kyle.
3: <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Kyle. And he's still in the mix. He's out in L.A. He's like, he's like a session uh, guitarist. He may even be playing with, like... Uh, a Faster Pussycat type band right now hmm. but I'm pretty sure he's still playing yeah Kyle Kyle but yeah they, <laughs> Bang Tango had like two good songs and uh, I was out
2: I don't think I ever heard of that band <laughs> uh,
3: look up yeah look them up you'll get two videos that might be weird uh, they, they redid <laughs> 20th Century Boy um, I might know that song well that's yeah that's. A I'd re- have to
2: hear it remake
3: but... after remake of that yeah. one but their big hit was uh, Someone Like You and great bass line hmm. great bass line and the rest of it you take to the glam, uh, closet.
2: I'll have to uh, check that one out on YouTube or something. But
3: yeah, the dirt. I'm looking forward to this movie. They cast a bunch of kids, and the guys had to approve of these kids playing them. And um,
2: they they, so they look is, like them. This is going to be like the NWA film that came out.
3: Exactly, yeah. exactly. You're right. It might be they, they're, but these guys. Were, I mean, what they did, the things they did with women and each other, hmm. and I, I mean, just beating the shit out of each other and sleeping with every woman imaginable, just. I, literally, the funniest thing was Vince Neil and Tommy Lee having a, f- a fist fight in an airport. <laughs> like, like, how much do you hate each other that you're going to risk like that kind of security? But, you know, back then it wasn't the same thing. They're just two long-haired guys in a fight. They didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But if I read that book. The Dirt is definitely worth reading. And, I, I, I mean, lots of folks I know have read it. That it was recommended to me. And then I got it for Christmas. And, and my wife brought it for me. And I read it. And she read it. And we just looked at each other like, oh, my God, what a trip. And you, you had to go cleanse after you read this thing. It is that, and they were bad boys and great musicians. So, um, let's see. Are we the couple of things here. What else happened at the show today? I want to give a big head a heads up. No, I want to shout out to my buddy, my little buddy Lawrence, my adopted son for the weekend. <laughs> Lawrence, uh, he was amazing. He was a staff ghoul, meaning he was there to help uh, set up, take down. If you needed water he'd go get it if he needed to run a wire he'd go hook you up um, if he you know if he had stuff that he wanted he tried to steal it and he but of course he gave it back he's only kidding he just wanted to get my attention <laughs> really good kid he got really mad when my friend Ian turned to him and said uh, said no nah, it's borrowing it's not stealing and you go ahead and he's like I'm not a thief and he started yelling at I'm like Lawrence I love you you're great you made my weekend and he helped me bring in cases of water that that Kevin Christ Nice enough to give me a really hot seat for my tent and uh, my tables. Uh, he just he he <laughs> he went to go buy cases of water for the staff, meaning myself and other folks. And he had eight cases and nobody to carry them. He didn't think about that, nowhere to put them in his car. I happened to pull in because I was buying a bag of ice. And I helped him out, brought that in, and, and Lawrence showed up with with the cart, and we brought him in and saved the day. And Lawrence was behind it all. He, you talked with him a little bit, right? A little wise ass too, right? Yeah, yeah, he's smart. Smart.
2: He was like an old soul, though. You know, he yes. was like he said he was in tenth grade,
3: but I swear he looked like he was in eighth grade. I agree. Christine said the same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lawrence, he'll probably listen to this. He'll probably. I hope he will. I uh, will see him again. I'm gonna be watching his career with much interest. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see, other thing. here's something another movie, have you seen Inside yet, there's a French version and an American version Inside. don't watch the French version for you, because the intensity of it is the gore factor and discomfort, let's just say I watched Inside, the French version with subtitles Uh, I think it was on Netflix or something and sometimes I have to question my own viewing judgment and why it goes awry because it was horrifying horrifying movie this woman is pregnant and another woman wants to be pregnant and all hell breaks loose because of jealous and jealousy and rage and other reasons that I can't spoil and I thought it was just going to be you know just all of all about these two women and there's a lot of killing in this movie (laughs) between because this woman wants to kill other people get in the way and it's it's a gore fest, but I don't think I'd watch it a second time and that's inside the French one. There's an American one you could watch, I believe Maria Bella is in it. Hmm. I think. I could be wrong. It's been a while. But that's where you probably get through that one.
2: But, I, yeah, I mean I love I love horror movies, but hmm. sometimes sometimes it just goes past a certain point where yes. I'm like okay, that, that's reached my bar of, you know, here not that I can't handle it, but more that it's like uh, you know, I'm just, uh, I just—I don't know if I want to watch this. You know, <laughs> yeah, not because I'm afraid or terrified feel or anything like, you're doing like that. You it's like you shouldn't. Yeah. It's like I feel like I'm watching something that's just, you know, yeah, maybe like a, a little bit too real in a sense on some level. That's like, wow, you know, something like that could really happen, and it, that's kind of disturbing. You, you are know?
3: correct. I—that's why when I write, I stay clear of things that could possibly happen to an extent. To you know. In sight. i don't know i i like to write things that are like you know well you know fiction but you know like there's monsters Right? that usually it's about monsters and you know nobody's going to copy what they do because they can't become human monsters are the worst you know but they're not going to grow tentacles and take out a, a village you know just...
2: <laughs> yeah i you know uh, things like that i think you know it goes back to like childhood you know we watched all kinds of movies when we were children but when I saw um, Full Metal Jacket and it got to the end of the movie I couldn't watch war movies for a long time because your brother
3: is in the military
2: well he was in the military yeah Yeah. he was an army ranger Um, but uh, but anyways um, Full Metal Jacket at the end of the movie where that sniper just starts like yeah, Butchering yeah. people, and yeah. especially that one guy that was in the field, and they're like trying to get to this guy, but they I can't. Be, yes. I I had to shut the movie off because I got sick and went and threw up. Really? Yeah, yeah. it just just disturbed me.
3: You know, but, I'm glad you told me that because <laughs> now I know what I can make you watch and not watch. <laughs> uh, but because we do viewings here, and there's going to be a viewing very soon. Um, my buddy Emil Johansson uh, sent us a movie to watch and talk about, and uh, it's a it's a uh, low budget, the gated community and uh he sent me a screener and we're going to talk about that and probably have him on at some point but i think you'll get through this cuz it's funny too i th- he says it's just a he calls it a silly little piece but you know what? All those things are work. It's work. It doesn't matter. You know, if you plan on dumping a bucket of blood on your friend's head, that's work. And if you're going to film it, you better have about three people involved. And then you want to get sound editing. You want to hear him swearing. Why do I know about this? But <laughs> it, it, it's all work. It's a production. you got to plan. you got to plan timing. You, yeah. you could have a guy in your roof standing there with a bucket of blood for like two hours if he decides to go to McDonald's. He's not coming home. Like, it's work, and so when you put something together, Emile Johansson, I'm going to look at it. And I'm going to enjoy it either way. I, I saw a snippet, so I'll, I'm going to wait till you can see it too. I'm going to make sure you yeah. can, you can. But I uh, see Emil, I told you we we're gonna I, we we're gonna get to it. It's just man, there's been so much going on lately, mm-hmm. but yeah, inside the French, the French really when they do it, they do it over the top. They and I, it's the French movies that have disturbed me the most.
2: Do you think that? So. Earlier, we were talking about Terrifier, and I turned that movie off after, like, maybe eight to ten minutes. Mm. Um, but do you think that that movie, since I haven't seen it, is a lot like that? Because the reason I turned it off, the realism. A, was the realism and, like... It gets worse. Wow, that, in a good way. That could really mm-hmm. happen, and that that was like really freaky and disturbing to watch what what happened. I feel bad. I made you watch. That. But, I the, but the <laughs> damn clown looked <laughs> terrifying. And you know, there's there's other you know <laughs> other clowns like Pennywise, obviously. Yeah. You know, an attack of the killer. Like we had, we had a drunken night one time a long time ago. I was probably like twenty three or twenty four at, at this overnight party, and um, that we watched. We used to watch a lot of different movies. We watched Attack of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space and I'll tell you what some of the scenes in that movie like kind of freaked me out. <laughs> like because only because of my my you know terror of clowns but the one scene especially with that one clown he has that like large hammer behind his back, and there's, like, oh, a yeah. kid's party or whatever, and he's, like, signaling. Because oh. they don't talk, and he's, like, signaling, and he just has this, like... That was so messed horrifying up. Horrifying look on his face, like, I'm about to just smash and or do whatever to this kid, you know? I'm like, like oh, my God,
3: I can't... Yeah, that... I mean, that movie... I, I love that movie, though. Freaking out. I had it on... I, had it, I recorded it and <laughs> had it for years. I brought it to college with me. We played it so much I I, I couldn't even play it anymore. But the,
2: <laughs> some of these movies, the realism... You know, like, in Terrifier, it was just, like, so, like, the gore and the brutality of what I witnessed. I was just like, okay, I, I know where this myth, this is going, it can only get worse because, you know, I, I watch Hostel, right? I know how brutal that gets.
3: That was very real.
2: And I was like, man, I just, I don't think I can handle this tonight. I'm going to turn it off. There
3: are levels. <laughs> there are levels. I think I reached mine with Inside. Um, yeah. I, it, it was... I say I'll watch anything and if, if friends make it I'll watch it um, I have some stuff from Totag Productions that uh, I met some guys that were involved with that and they actually got in trouble because people thought they were killing that they were snuff films they were that real Yeah. and I watched one of them and it was very very disturbing but I still liked it I, I'm guilty of that and I have it. I know now I cannot give it to you to watch. Nope. <laughs> it, it's it's artsy, and I, we'll talk about it some other time. But it's um, something. It's, um, Toe Tag is, uh, they're a breed apart. And uh, John Russo himself, one of the co-creators of uh, Night of the Living Dead, he watched some of their movies, and he said the same thing. He's like, they're good, but they're a little too real, Dave. And that is mm-hmm. the truth. Honest to goodness, truth. Uh, he's so funny. I, I saw him in the, the Living Dead Museum. And I just went in there to this. This one really nice woman bought our book that were that the Rise of the Dead that he put together. And I'm in uh, Rise of the Dead on Amazon, folks. You can get that on Amazon. Uh, John wrote his story about the first one, the zombie, the first zombie. And we all wrote stories in the timeline of Night of the Living Dead. Uh, mine is about a hippie commune that gets taken over, run over by the zombies, and they are all tripping and not really knowing what's going on until it's too late um my own take on it basically but russo i went in there uh somebody bought his book and i was on the other side of the convention i'm not gonna make the old man you know walk across the Mm -hmm. so i uh i promised her i'd get it signed and i can't guarantee that he would if he's busy so i (laughs) i i put lawrence in charge of my tent because christine was out and about lawrence sat there um and the woman stood there, <laughs> I guess, just waiting because she, she was she was she was she's not immobilized, but she had trouble walking. I guess, and I didn't want her to make her walk all the way. I said I'll be right back, and I ran down there. And sure enough, he's like, "Oh, Dave, how Diane you?" Doing? I was like, "Can you sign this for my friend Diane? She just bought this." And said, oh yeah, sure. He signed it. How do you spell Diane? I to spell Diane for him. I didn't but know there was that... multiple ways to spell Diane. Uh, but anyway, I don't think well, I do. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I brought the book back, and she's like, "Did he spell it right?" I was like. I, I looked at her, I wanted to ask her, there's multiple ways to spell Diane, maybe two N's, I don't know, I, but she was so happy. Made her <laughs> day, made me feel good, I, my good deed of the day yesterday. Um, let's see, what else, I wanted to make mention of, oh, Mac Miller passed away on the darker side of things, and I discovered him too late. Pittsburgh rapper, um, he was getting up there. And everybody knew him in the rap community uh like the guys they all chimed out especially snoop Dogg, said he was like a close buddy of his hmm. and i tell anybody that didn't know who mac miller was they need to go on youtube and look him up if you're a fan of rap you missed out on something i did i completely missed out but what, what, what's your experience with mac miller did you just hear it did you look him up or
2: i, I just heard about it and uh, heard about what happened and uh, didn't realize you know until i was you know finding out about him that he was a local and um uh, you know that's probably just about it for mm. me personally. But uh, you know, right.
3: well, that I, he's worth a revisit. I'm I'm gonna reach out to the, the Mac Miller clan over there and see if I can get somebody to talk about him and uh, you know do a little tribute. That's something I've been wanting to do uh, since I discovered his music. Not because he's dead. Yeah. I, I you know I that's not the way to celebrate somebody's life. Really, it's I went and I looked up. There's all these. Really cool videos and positive, positive, you know, like and funny. The guy was smiling all the time, he just, just seemed like a nice dude. So, yeah, in the future, I, I, so, I'm gonna ask you, look at a few more. I think, yeah, uh, I'm gonna check his music supposedly out. Supposedly, there's a really, really uh, disturbing one though called Self Care, where he's actually in a coffin doing the video. A little weird, hmm. um, yeah, preemptive strike there. It's uh, now, I, I don't know how people could that were close to him could watch that one you know yeah that's
2: gotta be that's gotta be tough yeah
3: yeah but and cartoons I was talking to you we haven't talked about anime all that much Um, now there's a slew of it on Netflix I'm gonna give Last Hope two thumbs up so far I have to finish it it's very uh, hard to find the time to watch all these things but that last hope—it's definitely um, American-made anime, or I don't know that I can't tell if it is American-made. It just it's different. Mm-hmm. It's—it uh, looks like they. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Somebody can tell me, but I'm enjoying it. It's your typical giant robots, very much like Gundam, but they're fighting these things called the um, the Bri B R I E something. I forget what it stands for. I I knew last night, but now. But the, these things are like um, animals being animals the evolution of animals and technology where like you got you have rats but they're mechanical rats and they're deadly and then there's like giant ones you know like something that used to be a whale was like is now this robotic air uh, robotic land whale and it's it doesn't look like a whale but they're using the brain of it hmm. to, to function. it's a function it's so strange and out there but somehow i find it endearing there's something about it i like I'll have to but,
2: check that out. You were telling definitely. me about, uh, I think it was Attack on Titan.
3: Attack on Titan is great, yes. Yeah, yeah you're late to the game on that one. I, I was at first. I've gotten through season two halfway, and I'm waiting for it to get on Netflix so I can see it in its entirety. Season three is already out there. There's a movie, a live-action movie that I heard isn't so great. I'll still give it a shot. Um, just like Shin Godzilla, people yeah. don't like some don't like it. I gave it a shot. I enjoyed it. You know, I did. It's not the best, but it's so different and creepy, weird.
2: It's really different than all the other Godzilla mo- movies that are that uh, have been put out. But somebody else that I work with told me that I need to check out um, another anime that's on Netflix. I think it's called Gantz something.
3: Gantz G A N T Z. I keep I keep looking at it, and people tell me I need to watch that too. Yeah. But ah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, right, I, I don't right, know anything about it yet. So I'm going to check that
2: one out. The only ones really that I've watched recently have been the uh, Castlevania series that they put out. And I keep forgetting to watch which that. Which was really good, I thought. People uh, like it. I'm like anticipating the second season. Um, and then the uh, Netflix put out, two of uh, Toho just put out recently in the last two years, they put out two animated Godzilla. The first one yes. was, re- I thought was, you know, it was good. The second one was... That's why I didn't watch it. Was it was really
3: friggin' weird. Ah, they blew it. Yeah. How do you blow Godzilla? Wait, that, I, never, I don't want to even finish what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Shin Godzilla made the guy that made that. <laughs> you're still laughing at that. The guy, yeah. Christine's not here. We're not getting dirty on the air right now. Um, Shin Godzilla was made by the same guy that did that Godzilla cartoon, correct? No. Oh, it's not.
2: No, he. The guy that made uh, Shin Godzilla made um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, Have that's what it that? was. Yes, I love it. I'm a huge oh, fan. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, that's a great series. Yeah, great series. That's
2: like probably my like top anime ever made for me personally.
3: It, you kind of can't get better than that. Yeah. Um, although I'm slowly going to be a Robotech, Robotech guy and a Gundam guy i'm having trouble with the netflix gundam unicorn that's on right now and i'm a fan but there's something about it for the first episode was so slow um i tried and I, i'm going back to last hope i'll go back to unicorn uh gundam unicorn and see if i can do it i really enjoyed the gundam series prior the couple prior was uh iron-blooded or- orphans iron-blooded not orifice iron-blooded orphans <laughs>
2: Um, that, there.
3: that was amazing, amazing series, 50 episodes, so good. And this is the first time that I think I've seen where the pilots go in shirtless because they hook up their backs to the machines and their blood is flowing through the the Gundams. And so when you see blood spurting out of the machines, it's oil and blood. and it's, it's, There's something so visceral and stimulating. And no, not like that. I don't do the Jap anime porn. That's ridiculous. But people do. But there is a weird thing where there's this love triangle and they all just decide, oh, what the hell, you know? And they they all go out together. And it's <laughs> Mikasuki, one of the lead characters, and these two girls that are in it. Uh, Cordelia, I think her name was. I, I don't know, I, I'll remember it another time. But that was a weird thing to put into a, a yeah. Gundam series. Yeah. <laughs> Some people say it doesn't happen, but if you read enough on it that's exactly what's going on but iron-blooded orphans i give two thumbs way up best series i've seen in a long time so that that being said uh i strayed a little bit from halloween i know it's coming up folks so um you got anything else here before we play another tune or go out with a tune i should say from these guys here the uh,
2: Didn't you have another uh, Didn't you have another Netflix movie You watched recently
3: mm, There's been a few Bad ones That's what I mean Yeah I, Oh Open House Might be one of the worst Movies I've ever seen And it stars the kid That's uh, Ooh He's a good actor I can't Oh well Don't bother it's, yeah. it's Open House On Netflix The kid's a good actor The story's awful God awful And there's no payoff <laughs> Zero You're waiting for Something to happen <sighs> It doesn't. It just doesn't happen. So, and uh, I have a lot of people agree with me. I don't like putting down things, but when it wastes my time and and mm-hmm. intelligence, if I want my time, my waste, my, both things wasted, my intelligence and my time, I'll do it on my own and I'll put on something stupid, you know that. And then I know what I'm getting into. Like Attack of the Killer Donuts. <laughs> yes, I watch that because simply Miss D and myself, we we watch Thanks Killing together. We uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. These schlocky things, just no-brainers. <laughs> yeah. Glass of wine and oh my god, have a good time. <laughs> Attack of the Killer Donuts stars C. Thomas Howell, and and as far as I'm concerned, has one of the best lines ever. And um, I'm actually gonna play it for you because it's so funny. If they want to give me a cease and desist, they can, they can do that. But I'm just promoting your movie, folks. Attack of the Killer Donuts on Netflix is so bad that. You just wait for the next C. Thomas Howell scene because it's so great. It's just so bad. It's so great. And they knew what they were doing. So, uh, yeah, donuts are killers, man. I'm going to have
2: to watch this because I remember a long time ago seeing Attack of the, uh, the, the... What was the tomato one? Yeah, Attack of the Killer Tomato. Yeah, I remember seeing that, but I didn't know
3: about this donut one, so I'm going to have to the, check that out. There's an attack... There's a Killer Tomato right above you right there. Actually, I actually have oh, an, I have I an action yeah. figure, yeah. Yeah, that was from the series. There was a cartoon series. I have to go back and find that. But there was a whole line of toys these are things that were not meant to be when they made <laughs> attack of the killer Tomatoes. they really but I still do I love the movie yes yes I don't need to accessorize <laughs> but I do need to set up this next little transmission if you will this excerpt I'm about excerpt I'm about to play is um let's see see Thomas Howell is a cop with his partner shows up at this house where these teenagers came running out of scared out of their minds because There's a couple of dozen donuts inside the house that have killed people. And we'll just take it from there.
1: still in there. Wait a minute, who-
3: Shame on us, moment. Shame <laughs> on us. If you listen to our soundtracks episode, oh yeah, wow. <laughs> Sitting right in front of us, it was both of our favorites, and it's been deemed people do call it one of the best soundtracks of all time. Oh, where is it? And we, <laughs> this is what happened. We were leading up to our favorites, The Crow. Real CDs, guys. Real C- yeah Those are cr- <laughs> there's The Crow. That's definitely on there. Last Action Hero. Terrible movie. Great soundtrack. This was for a decent movie, but a much better soundtrack. And I'm going to say it, or you can too. If you say a different one, it's going to be funny.
2: <laughs> I think we're talking about Judgment Night.
3: Yes. We are to be judged and uh, be called out that we left that out of our soundtrack episode. And this is probably why we can't find the damn thing.
2: Yeah, I can't find
3: it. <laughs> And you know, we'll find it. You find it when we're, this is all, why, wrapped, this when why, we're all wrapped up. Hey, but yeah. this is why the kids don't use CDs anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. And I have one other thing I thought was very creative in the music world. Uh, you're familiar with Mindless Self Indulgence, the band?
2: Uh, sort of. I never, I never really listened to them a whole whole lot.
3: Well, if you want to discover them, watch the video for "Never Wanted to Dance." Um, it's a great song, and that album's actually pretty darn good. Uh, oh, there's The Electric Six right there. Uh, upcoming episode. Uh, we may have Dick Valentine himself from The Electric Six. I've been talking to him. Great guy. Met him several times. And I think he's going to be on Kettle Whistle Radio eventually. Judgment Night has disappeared. Uh, but that is the movie we forgot in the soundtracks from Hell episode. That it had watched. an amazing soundtrack.
2: It's so good. Um, so good. So amazing. I think I'm going to just look it up on my phone. because Yeah. yeah. I'm I, trying I, to remember who all was on that. And, um
3: well, the funny thing is, like, I, I heard an interview uh, with Ice, Ice-T and um, uh, Ice-T, I think it might have been Ice Cube, and what happened was when they created that soundtrack for Judgment Night, they pulled all the guys into a room and played it for them, um, and they were all just blown away that rock and rap could come together and be that good, and that was as good as it will ever get for that genre. Oh,
2: yeah
3: yeah definitely anyway mindless self-indulgence i wanted to say this they did a really cool thing okay they held their own record hostage in 2018 uh, because they wanted people to pay for it (laughs) they were not going to release their new uh, newest album to unless their fans came around and paid first and (laughs) i thought that was hysterical holding your album hostage i know it's probably nothing new now but you know with the indiegogos and everything else but they weren't going to release until they had enough money to do it, hmm. and there is a financial figure there that I I don't I don't want to disclose. But I thought that was hilariously funny, and it's very them. So so listen to some of these bands. This is back to the Judgment Night <laughs> yeah, soundtrack. Yeah.
2: So Helmet and House of Pain did a song together. Mm-hmm. Teenage Fan Club and De La Soul. Living Color and Run D M C. Biohazard and Onyx. I love that. Slayer and Ice T. Faith No More and the Booyah Tribe. Mm-hmm. Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill, mm-hmm. Mud Honey and Sir Mix-a-Lot.
3: That's a weird one, but it somehow worked. Yeah. It really worked. Freak Mama. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Dinosaur Jr. and Delta Funky Homo Sapien. Which, in a perfect... No, you know what? That's something that you would never expect to happen. And somehow they perfected that. that that's a wild one, man. That's
2: <laughs> uh therapy we were talking about them earlier yeah. and uh the band fatal i don't remember
3: that band fatal come and die yeah that's fatal that's a heavy one that's good i like yeah. it, it's I, very repetitious i have to go back and check that out maybe, that, it, maybe check them out that's where you just bang your head against the wall or if you have a kickboxing bag you just nail it you know, a few times when you, <laughs> you listen you do that for a good three and a half minutes and you got a great workout
2: uh and then the last song is pearl jam and cypress hill another weird
3: one but yeah. you know what you know they got on a room and just toked up and then, yeah, let's do this thing.
2: Right. But I mean, they don't make
3: soundtracks like this anymore. No, nothing creative. There's no reason to go look up a soundtrack. Yeah, I look up bands from soundtracks. Um, I found a few along the way. Seldom do they get back to you because maybe they're not proud of it. So, go to hell. Anyway, so we're gonna wrap this thing up. We're gonna play one more song. Um, I think we're Dracula's daughter. Dracula's the kiss mix. Daughter. Okay. From
2: Mark Statler and his creepy classic Chiller Band.
3: Indeed. All right, folks, and find us everywhere. Um, you could uh, look up my books, uh, at www.fairlydarkproductions.com. You can get everything on Amazon. Check out Fiends of the Flesh. If you're into anthologies, it's a weird one. Um, I wrote one of the nastiest stories I ever wrote. It actually sold today quite a bit. I sold out of Rise of the Dead. Uh, Fall of Tomorrow is my first one. That's the Demon Apocalypse. And Dwelling in the Dark actually is my favorite. It's 11 short stories and a different monster in every story. Um, and get me on Facebook. I'm David Fairhead and at Fairly Dark on Twitter. And Sean. I am Sean Feldbush on Facebook. And there it is. That's a wrap. Have a good day, night, whatever it is where you are.
1: you can.